Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you at Oilers Now. I'm in Chicago, the Oilers and the Hawks tonight. Late start in that game. How late? We're not taking the bus to the arena until 5.30 or 6 o'clock today. So that's got to, I think we're dropping the puck around 8.42. It's a TNT broadcast, 7.42 Edmonton time. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 until 10 p.m. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And all I need to do now is, where did it go? Brendan was kind enough. Oh, are you telling me I didn't? Well, let's wait a sec here. Here it is. Uh, we're going to hook up with Mark Spector. Uh, for Aquarian Renovations, an experience worth sharing. Get started today at AquarianRenovations.com. Sportsnet Spec joins us. Spec, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. Bobby, lots going on in the sports world today, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you retweeted a piece, Brendan Escott, me brief. I don't know if you heard us briefly. Yep, I heard you. Hit on the, the Alfonso Davies situation. Twenty-two-year-old um, kid, weight of expectation on him. It's a, it's, it's been a wonderful story. Uh, the story itself that was written, uh, Brendan. What was the headline again? If you, if you could just give us the headline of the story. Uh, is Alfonso Davies' celebrity a problem for Canada's men's team at the World Cup? I mean, they brought up the the earring that Alfonso was wearing in the piece. Spec, uh, what's what's your? You know, I'm just I'm just going to shut up. And what, what's your take on that? Well, first of all, everybody out there has to know this. The guy that writes a story never writes the headline. I live my life on this one. You write a piece, some guy writes a headline that he's trying to get some clicks and he's trying to get it noticed, and everyone murders you for a headline you didn't even write. So that's let's start there. Get rid of the headline. Headline means nothing. Right? The earring reference was a throwaway line about 580 words into the piece. Am I not like it? That's fine. This wasn't a piece about Alfonso Davies' earrings. So I guess what I'd say to you, boil it down, right? This was a piece about whether or not Alfonso Davies has a responsibility to speak to the media after games. It wasn't a, all the other stuff, throw it away. We'll talk about it later, right? If this was a 700-word piece, 550 words were on the media angle and 150 words on other stuff, you know? Yeah. So... Let's. I mean, that's what we do in our world now. Is instead of instead of talking about the meat, we try to find some potatoes that make our point, and we 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 stress out on the potatoes. So I'm going to talk about the meat, and that is, and it's a fair question, Bob. Right? Does Alfonso Davies, as the best player in the team, the leader of the team, clearly the you know their superstar, uh, after the first game of the World Cup? He, there's a mix zone there. So the mix zone tells us that FIFA expects players to talk to the media. That's why they have mix zones, right? It's the, some version of their job after a game to relate to the media. Ronaldo does it. Messi does it. All the biggest guys do it. So he walks to the media zone after game one. He walks to the media zone after game two. That's the question. Should Alfonso Davies stop, speak to the assembled Canadian media, even for a short time, and speak to soccer fans? That's the question here. What do you think? Now, let me ask you, by the way, just an update. Spoiler alert for everybody out there. Um, Argentina, they need a win today. Um, and uh, Lionel Messi has just been stopped 
on a penalty kick in the 39th minute. So, uh, and Messi has uh, done a fair amount of, uh, you know, they, they, they had a poor performance in game one. They got he upset in that game. He's talked to the media all tournament long. He's, yeah. he's talked to the media. I'm not sure, Spec, what's happening with, um, uh, with, with Soccer Canada and Alfonso. I have an idea of what might be happening. Uh, this is a this is a player that's probably bringing in about ninety percent of the real rev, you know, in terms of jersey sales and that sort of thing. Alfonso's an emerging star. It wouldn't surprise me if uh, he is being educated by some of the bigger stars in Europe, including some of the guys on Bayern Munich. You make yeah, sure you maybe. get yours. You, you think, know, like hold on, hold on, hold on. You think his? You think um, what's the name of the Polish guy I'm watching right now? The place Robert for, Lewandowski. Uh, yeah, you think he's telling Alfonso Davies, don't well, talk now, to the Canadian not, not media. because Lewandowski plays for Barcelona. I, anyhow, I get your point. So here's, you think I guess that's really how deep we go here? Or is he just let walking me, let, let, let me ask you this. He doesn't he, feel like doing the job. He did do, he did do the requisite uh, broadcaster's rights availabilities after games. He did a, heat, a hit with TSN after one of the games, is my understanding. Did he do yeah. it with both? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not sure if he did both. So, yeah. so you know, it's it, it's you know, I, I kind of see it both ways on this, Mark. I got to tell you, like I I thought a, some of the perspective I thought was a little harsh on a 22 year old guy. He's. Okay. I think he's going to grow in and 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 be better at this with time. That's kind of how it works a bit. I can't imagine. What it would be like to have the weight of the expectation of an entire country. Um, I don't like the headline. I didn't like the headline at all. Uh, well, and the headline it, referenced something that had was about a five percent part of the piece. That's why I didn't like the headline. Well, but the headline the piece gave wasn't the about the, the headline gave people the impression that it was a hit job, Mark. It was a That's, crappy headline, Bob. The headline sucked. Okay. We agree on that. It was a okay. terrible headline. But I think if readers who are who consider themselves, and I believe they're right, smart enough to comment on the journalism and to have an opinion on the journalism, then they should be smart enough to see through that, read the journalism, and have a comment on what it's the an journalism mark. Was, It's an not entire, some but headline it ends up being an entire piece for CBC. And the headline does, it, you might sit there and say, well, I didn't write the headline, but, the, but a lot of the readers the sit there and say, Bobby, if our conversations, but if the headline was representative of the piece, we agree it wasn't. It was terrible. Right. It was a brutal headline. All right. Let me. We so, agree on and, that. and I, I do think. Look, I don't. There's a lot of things I don't like about FIFA. Okay, uh, and I think Alfonso is a wonderful story, and it's a great. I mean, it's got the obvious Edmonton connection, um, and we are not. We are not there. And in a perfect world, you would like. But I, I do find at times it's interesting that, and, and, I, and I'll give you a, a prime example. So I'm, I'm just wondering, would you care to comment? Uh, last year in the Washington Post, Mark, um, there was a story on the succession-like family empire internal war going on with Rogers, the company you work for. Okay. There we yeah. go. I mean, about- I, 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 I circle back to that and you're like, well, I really don't know. I, you know, I don't really know anything about that. Right. And so the question is, is Rogers a, a public trust the way a soccer team is viewed as a public trust? And people say, well, no, it's a private enterprise and they're in, and it's not a sports team and we're allowed to comment on sports teams. I like to I just like it's an interesting perspective. It's I'm not even going to analogy, Bob. It's a terrible it's, analogy. Is it right? <laughs> 
a player putting on the, the red and white for Team Canada is not some suit working for Rogers in Toronto that no one knows I'm who they are. I'm not talking about a suit, Mark. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the family that's in a battle for control of an empire, and it does affect us because at the I end guess, of the day. It does. It affects a lot. What percentage of uh, people uh, that have phones right now have a phone that's for it? At the end of the day, it, it affects a lot. It might affect more of us, in fact, than the soccer team. Anyhow, Mark, look, the thing is, it, it is an interesting thing. I mean, we have our own opinions on CBC and the merits of CBC. Like, I, I think there's relevance to CBC. I just don't know how much taxpayer dollars should go to CBC. I don't know how much taxpayer dollars should go to support um, the broadcast industry or the print industry. We know there was a $6 million uh, uh, handout a few years ago from the Liberals. <laughs> I will tell you that Chorus did not take any of that money, the station you're on right now, okay? There were there were other uh, radio uh, networks across the country that did. So I, have, I, I will say this. I thought the, the headline was harsh. I thought a couple of the pieces or uh, parts in the piece seemed a little bit petty. Okay, to me, I got the gist of the story, and my guess is he's going to get a lot better at this over time. But I think we need to remember he's a 22-year-old with an immense amount of pressure. How about you? Final say. Well, that's fair. I, I think we have to delineate here. Like, listen, who doesn't love Alfonso Davies, first of all? He's an Edmonton guy. He's his story is unprecedented. Born in a in a camp, you know, for displaced people. I mean, what an unbelievable story this guy is. I'd love to shake his hand one day. Like I think I want to say to the listeners, this is a little bit of pull your over here. Don't mistake criticizing or uh, a player's actions for not liking the player or or what do people say now why do you hate that guy who doesn't love Alfonso Davis we all love Alfonso Davis he's one of the best players in the world and he'll grow up you're right Bob he'll learn and he'll grow and, and that's fine but I personally as a journalist and I think as a big fan of this soccer team who wants to know what's going on and I want to read about them and I want to, I want to hear about them, this is it for these guys. After, when do they play? Tomorrow morning. You know, they go away for a long time. So I want, to, I want Alfonso Davies to tell me what's going on in his head. I want to know how the penalty kick went and I want to know how the goal went. And I want to know what he thinks of his team. So, you know what? I don't agree that there's... First of all, there's a whole lot... There's barely any Canadian media there to start with, right? Being a Canadian soccer star isn't like being messy. The pressure is infinitesimally smaller. So, you know what? It's not that hard, I guess is what I'm saying. Everyone wants to write nice things about the guy. No one's going over there to beat up on their best player. Chris Jones is one of the best soccer journalists in our country. He covers hockey, he, uh, soccer, he coaches it, he refs it, he's done it for years. He's an excellent soccer reporter. All he wants to do is ask uh, Alfonso a couple questions about Team Canada and his game. It's not that hard, Bob, right? We shouldn't be having this conversation. It's not that hard. Randy has texted us on the Ashley. I'm going to read three or four quick texts, and we're going to switch the orders. Randy says, the problem with trying to arm's length yourself from the headline is the headline sets the mood for the article. It would be like sending out a Christmas card for a funeral notification. When called out on it, you state, I didn't put the Merry Christmas headline on it. I wrote deepest regrets in the card. Oil City Dynasty mm -hmm. says, dear media, fans, for the most part, don't really give a flying hoot if players are available to the media post game. I know um, that's true. Okay. 
I know that's true. Uh, this text comes in saying, uh, wow, this is bad radio. Bob is really reaching here. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Uh, and Kevin says, Bob, great show. If Arizona calls and says we'll take Broberg JP at 2023 number one in the third for Chickering, do you make the trade? He adds, it's comical listening to Spec talk about misleading headlines. That's funny. Love the show. That one comes to us from Kev. All right, Spec, I would not do that deal for Chikrin. Would you do it? Broberg, Paul Yarby, a 2023 number one and a third for Jacob Chikrin? I wouldn't do Everyone's that. in love with Chikrin for some odd reason, right? For some odd reason. He's a nice player, Bob, and he's on a nice contract, but he he misses. He's, he's one of the most injured top players in the game today. He's always hurt. Let's see how many games he played this year. Yeah. Has he, has he played five games yet? No. I don't think he has. So, no. Uh, if I'm the Edmonton Oilers and I'm putting all of my trade capital in on the one defenseman that I need, it is not going to be one who's has hurt as often as Jacob Chickard. Not a chance I'm trading for that guy. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Now, uh, Sir Volley was on yesterday and said the Oilers should contemplate looking at a center. They're playing a team uh, tonight, Spec, that's got one, Jonathan Taze, that I don't believe the request is going to be a first-rounder for. If you could make the money work, remember, he's a $10.5 million cap hit, would you do it? Well, if I could make the money work and didn't have to give up, you know, again, all my best trade capital, I'd certainly look at it. Because if Jonathan Taze is my third-line center, i got a pretty good set of forwards. Um Second line, when you put David together. I have to say this, Bob. However, we slice this up, Ken Holland's greatest need is to keep the puck out of his net. Yep. This team is, what are they today, Bob? Are they 27th or 8th in the league in goals against? They are uh, 25th in goals against. They are 25th in the penalty kill and 26th in shots against, but their shot metrics have dramatically improved over the last three games. Okay, so it's, uh, they are getting better, but well, here we are, 25, 26, 27, wherever we are, basically they're the 25th best defensive team in the league. There's absolutely no question or shouldn't be in anyone's mind where Ken Holland has to improve his team. This is not about scoring more. Well, no, this but the- is not about getting more offense. They have to. They won't win a round playing defense the way they're going right now. And the quest, the playoffs are in question. I would like to, to see the study, Bob, on how many 25th best defensive teams in the league ever make the playoffs, let alone win a round in them. Mark, the point I was making about uh, Jonathan Taze was the need for an, a, a third-line center that wins face-offs, that can kill penalties, that can defend. Yes, I agree. And that's and right, and that's there and lies the rub. But you know what? For it doesn't make, like that's Sarah Volley's suggestion. I think the Oilers want to see what they have with Proberg spec before they you know take that step in terms of potentially trading for another D-man if Proberg doesn't prove to be ready. But, I mean, because we got Chicago tonight, that's part of the reason why I asked you about the Hawks and yeah, Jonathan Taze. I'm going to ask you this, Bob. For whoever you're picking up, Edmonton's a team, if they pick up a really good player at the deadline, it's going to be a rental. Like, they can't afford to sign Jonathan Taze again next year. They can't afford to sign, I don't know, Ryan O'Reilly. A guy like Edmondson, will they be able to afford him next year? There's a huge question mark there. So if we can agree that they're going to pick up a rental, then I'm going to say to you, Bob, why are they giving up more in the first-round pick? You're not giving up a first and Broberg for a rental. 
right? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm right? telling you, right? I don't think Taze would cost a first-round pick or well, Probert. Uh, whether well, it's Taze or I think, like, the, the two guys that I've, like, if I was looking at Chicago, I would look at Taze and Lafferty. Uh, Lafferty, because he's a good, like, the, to me, the Oilers have to improve their penalty killing. They have to improve their face-offs. Because yes, I want to see what the D can, they very well might need another defenseman. And, like, Mark, I'm basically saying to you, I want, even when they get healthy, I want possibly two or three new forwards in their bottom six by the end of the year. And we'll see where Broberg goes here over the next 20 games. Because they keep circling back, Mark, to the game in Vegas last year when he played 23 minutes, the most minutes, and it looked like, and it's not a straight upward trajectory, you know that, but he looked yep. like he, the plan was for him to be the guy, and he got derailed in preseason, so let's get him up and running and see what we got with him. Yeah, I, listen, I, first of all, I'm not trading Broberg. This isn't to say I think Broberg is going to turn into Nick Lidstrom or something, but I think he's a nice, young, inexpensive absolutely great skating player you can't let that player go in in this salary cap structure you need young good players he is one i'm never trading them so the second thing i'll say is you can i agree with you bob they need way more definition in their bottom six they could sure use a strong face-off man in that three hole i get that but this team needs a defender this team needs a second-pairing left-side guy who can defend. I don't care if he gets a point. They got to clear a net. They got to kill a penalty. They got to defend their net front. They don't have. They need one guy that can help with that. To me, that is absolutely one A. Ken Holland's list. Mark, this one comes to us from Stony. He says. Um, as much as it pains me, Speck is right. They need better defensive personnel. Murphy and Chikrin should be at their top of their list. Your pal Cal says Bob Yoders need Joel Edmondson and Sam Lafferty, which is a split. You know I like uh, Lafferty, Speck. Uh, you do, yes. As, and, and it's just because he can play right wing and he can play center and he's a good penalty killer. And the Oilers need bottom six forwards that have an identity that are like, I'm looking at the guys in their bottom six right now and I don't see anybody standing out as a PK guy. And so, and I, I want to wait and see what Broberg does, but that's me. It doesn't mean I'm right. That's my opinion. I want to see what this guy can do over the next 10 to 15 games. Is he a solution or is he not ready for prime time? And most of you right now would say, well, I already know the answer to that. He's not ready for prime time. I think time will tell. Um, hey, and we had a texter say, Bob, a guy like Adam Larson. Yeah, and we all know the story. The yeah, that's exactly who they're looking for. They're looking but for I'm, Adam Larson. Hopefully a left side Adam Larson. That's what they need. Well, and, and the funny... <laughs> The, the funny thing is, I was, I, oh, I was looking, because I'm already prepping for tomorrow's game against Minnesota, because we got a back-to-back, and I was looking at Jonas Brodin is out for Minnesota, and he and Clefbaum are best friends, and, you know, there's been criticism directed Ken Holland's way, Speck, I'll leave you with this, but when he came here, he thought he had three of his top four, with Clefbaum, Larson, and um, Darnell Nurse. Clefbaum's career came to an end. Larson, difficult family decision, elected to leave. It was understandable given what occurred here. I actually think if Clefbaum had still been here, I think Larson, the chances of Larson staying may have increased. Oh, for sure. Right? I guarantee, so. I guarantee you that, that Adam Larson would have felt like he was leaving uh, a good friend behind when he didn't really need to. 
I think yeah. they would have been a steady pairing to this day, lefty righty. Two Swedes, that's a rock-solid pairing that the orders just lost for nothing, and you don't just recover from that, Bob. And it wasn't anybody's fault. That's no, it leaves like a mark, man. Leaves like, a mark. Like, People you know, say, like, why did they sign Darnell Nurse? Well, part of the reason they signed Darnell Nurse is because they already lost two top four defensemen uh, in the last couple of years. You're not losing another. No, and, and in Darnell's case, he's tied back to Connor and Leon as well, which is an important factor. Absolutely. And I know people say he's making too much money and all those other things, but at the end of the day, the guy plays 24 minutes a game and has that kind of, and, and he'll never put up the offensive numbers that people want because he's not on the first unit power play. Smack, yeah. thanks for providing uh, a fair perspective. And I, you know what? I, my guess is Davies gets better with time. Yeah. And I do think I do think people understand nuance on headlines, but I do think it also unsettles people when 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 the, a, a headline sort of casts a negative pall before the story's ever been written. Yeah, listen, I've been the victim of it many times. It's nothing worse as a writer than when the headline makes the reader walk into my piece hating my gut so they haven't even read what I've written yet, right? <laughs> I've seen it many, 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 many times. Uh, I don't like it either, and I think there's a huge dose of that on this story, no question. All right. Hey, Speck, thanks a lot. All right, Bobby, have fun in Chicago. Yeah, you bet. 12.56 in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to marry the two breaks here, I think, what we'll end up doing. We're going to tell you that if you're looking for a perfect holiday gift, you can join Oilers now in Vegas this January to see the Oilers play their Pacific Division rivals, the Vegas Golden Knights. We just got back with our new West travel group from New York City. It was awesome. We had 60 people. Uh, they got to watch the Oilers come back against Rangers. This hockey travel package includes three nights, the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel on the Strip. Great game tickets. We're going to have a welcome reception for the Oilers. I might have to do a wraparound that day. You know what I mean. For the Oilers now, it's the second of a back-to-back. For the Oilers now, Hockey Vegas Package, reach out to newwesttravel.com. Eileen Bell has a global news weather traffic update at 1 o'clock at 105. Blackhawks color analyst and St. Albert legend Troy Murray will join us on Oilers Now.